Hey friends, welcome to the official podcast of Oklahoma Next Gen Leaders. This podcast is here to ignite kingdom purpose and equip you to reach your potential for a global harvest. Be sure to follow us on social media and share this podcast with your friends so they can be encouraged and empowered. On today's episode, Reverend Rick Hughes, an instrumental part of this ministry who's gifted in leadership development, speaks to us today about taking off the mask we wear to allow God to heal what's been broken. You don't want to go anywhere, so let's get into today's episode. Hello, Next Gen Nation. How are you doing today? Hope that all is well in your world. I'm happy today to get to connect with you and share with you. I want you to know that our Next Gen team absolutely believes in you and in your potential, and we expect that your generation will be the key to the end time harvest of souls. Let me start by giving a shout out to our team, the Derek Borders, the Shane Cheeks, the Jason Sharps, the Rob Wyatts, as well as our production team of Landon Horner and Megan Dunn for the podcast, and then Colton Hurt, who manages our website. We couldn't do what we do without each one of them. Thank you. Let me also remind all of you about our NextGen website, oknextgen.cc which also links to our social media platforms on Facebook and Instagram. So let's get started. One of the biggest debates that has divided America over the past 18 months is the issue of masking, which begs the question, to mask or not to mask? Now, some people are very passionate about masking and its necessity for a healthy nation, while others are equally as passionate as anti-maskers. Today, I just read an article from The Atlantic titled, Mask Are Back, Maybe for the Long Term. And I'm sure that will stir up the anti-masking crowd. But my purpose today is not to launch into the debate about masking or not masking in relation to the COVID-19 pandemic, but rather our topic today is should Christians wear masks? Should next-gen leaders wear masks? Masks that hide who we really are and masks that disguise our true identity. And I will just tell you, that the subtitle of this podcast is this, my answer to the question, which is, take off the mask. Now, many people wear masks. Many Christians wear masks because they want to choose how we see them and how we judge them. They believe that the mask they wear make them look more desirable. It covers their flaws, weaknesses, hurts, wounds, and scars. It disguises infections and diseases, so no one will ever know the truth. 
It covers pain and embarrassments as well. And Christians many times hide behind the mask of pride, arrogance, religiosity, holiness, church attendance, giving, church activities, tenure in the church, even speaking in tongues. And so much so that people really don't know who they are when they're in the dark. They're often pretenders who fool people with their disguise, with their costume, with their mask. And I have to say that our world and society, they are absolutely nauseated. And I'm trusting that you are too, by all the mask and the costumes that many Christians and many leaders wear. So much that many of them have given up on church and have given up on religion. And I can't say that I blame them. Because many of the unchurched think everyone in the church wears a mask. They're one thing on Monday through Saturday, and then Holy Joe on Sunday. In addition, it seems that nearly every day the headline news contains another expose of someone in the public eye who's had their mask pulled down and removed. And we typically gasp for air when we find out just who they really were. It wasn't the public image they had contrived, but the private man or woman. And we're often disappointed because we thought they had it all together. And we sadly learn what we already knew. We're all just dust. We're all just flesh and blood and bones. We're all just very imperfect. Because when we take off the mask, we learn most of us are more alike than we are different. That's right. We've got more in common than we could ever imagine. And we've all got flaws. We've all got scars. We've all got weaknesses. The very best of us are simply sinners saved by grace. And so we recognize when we take off the mask that none of us are perfect. We're all tempted. We all have bad days. We all go through wilderness seasons. We all have questions. None of us has it all together. And none of us has it made as long as we have a pulse. So the challenge is this. The cost for transparency and vulnerability is very high. Because we're often afraid someone might change their opinion of us if we take off the mask. Someone might not think quite so highly of us if they knew who we really are. If they saw us with our flaws exposed. So we choose the path of least resistance and we continue to hide behind the mask of pretense and facade. Let me digress just a little bit and talk about Mardi Gras. Every year, New Orleans celebrates a popular festival or carnival called Mardi Gras. It's a celebration of Fat Tuesday, the day before Ash Wednesday. Mardi Gras is the final day of the carnival, which is 46 days before Easter. It's a day of excess and indulgence without any responsibility. People dressed up in costumes and actually wear masks. Very elaborate and decorative masks. 
and it's not even Halloween. It's a time of great sin and debauchery. Alcohol and sex are flowing in the streets of New Orleans during this annual time of massive heathenism that's just prior to Ash Wednesday or that time called Lent, a time of fasting from certain things. And masks are a means to hide those individuals' true identity. They feel like they can get by with sin and doing things they would never do if they could be identified. They feel anonymous behind the mask. While I was studying about Mardi Gras, I found a quote from their website that is so powerful. This is the quote. There's no better item to wear than a mask for Mardi Gras. Why? It's tradition to wear a mask on Bourbon Street. For one day you can be anonymous, free from who you are. Did you ever want to be somebody else? You can live out that fantasy. How about walking through a crowd of people and not one person knowing who you are? And so that's Mardi Gras. It's all about the mask and the costume and people disguising their true identity. Let's shift and talk about the Phantom of the Opera. Eric, who is the Phantom, wears a mask to cover his ugliness, his physical deformities, and his birthmarks. The mask was the Phantom's attempt to make his appearance more appealing and to hide that deformity of his face, which had brought him so much rejection. By wearing a mask, he could attempt to become like everyone else. Christine, who is his love interest, wants to know who and what is really behind the mask. She wants to see beneath it to reveal the hidden face, the hidden person. And so she removes the phantom's mask without asking permission. And in doing so, the phantom cries out in grief and rage as that hideous part of his life is painfully exposed. Mask. Mask meant to hide who we really are. And so masks are really just our attempt to hide ugly things, painful things, and maybe allow us to play a more lovable and desirable role to find acceptance. But hear me today when I tell you it's just a facade. This podcast today is about masks and the people that wear them. And yes, we've all worn masks. I've worn masks. You've worn masks. We've worn that fake face in order to disguise our true identity, to cover up who we really are, and to act like someone else. But the problem is when we do that, we lose our true identity. We lose our true sense of self. And so today I'm begging the next generation, we need to take off the mask. There are too many quote unquote Christians who are wearing masks, pretending to be something or someone they really aren't. And it's time to get out from behind the mask. Be who you really are. Stop hiding behind that mask. Stop disguising yourself as someone who you are not. Let the world see who you really are, that you are an imperfect 
child of God serving a perfect God. Here's where the rubber meets the road. If you had been diagnosed with melanoma cancer all over your face, but instead of getting it treated and tended to, you simply wore a mask to cover it, disguise it, hide it, and did nothing about it because, well, it would be costly, maybe even embarrassing and painful, the process. What would eventually happen? Well, we all understand. You would eventually die from that disease, from the infection you were covering up. And the problem is there are lots of people who are infected with a disease called sin, and it's eating them alive. But instead of exposing their sin, instead of exposing their disease, so the great physician, the healer, Jesus Christ, can fix them, they choose to hide behind a mask, slowly dying a painful death. What we need to do is get rid of the sin, purge it out of our lives. Time for the walls to fall down, strongholds be destroyed, and idols thrown down. Because what ultimately happens when we wear a mask is that mask ultimately becomes our identity. And we never become the man or the woman that Jesus Christ has destined us to become for his kingdom because we're wearing a mask and that mask becomes our identity to the people that see us. And so what I'm doing today is I'm giving you permission and I'm encouraging you, be for real. Be who you really are. Don't be one thing at church, another thing at school, at home, at work. So you say, well, who am I? Well, all of us, probably one of the greatest things we could say about ourselves is we are growing disciples of Jesus Christ. We are sinners saved by grace. And every day we are serving Jesus Christ and we are desiring to follow his pattern. And the truth is, because our goal is to go make disciples through evangelism and discipleship, the only way we're really going to impact the lost world is by being transparent, being Christians with flaws, imperfect people, rather than pretending to be perfect, pretending to be flawless, to be holier than thou and so spiritually minded we're of no earthly good. Can I tell you, that's never going to win anyone because people in the world say, I could never live to that standard. But the truth of the matter is, none of us can because we're all flawed individuals who've been saved by grace. This generation, if there's ever been a generation that's looking for transparency and authenticity, it's this generation. They're not interested in fake. They're not interested in contrived. They're not interested in something that's put on. They're not interested in anything hypocrite, which is simply an actor playing a part, being something they are not. I mean, truly and honestly, in this actor business, there's some Christians that should get an Academy Award for their performances. Ultimately, Christianity is a lifestyle. It's not an act. It's not put on. It's not something we put on and take on, off, but it's a lifestyle we live every day. 
And what we're really doing, though, is we are portraying a character and we're living that character. And that character is the character of Jesus Christ. For I am crucified with Christ. Therefore, I no longer live. Jesus Christ now lives in me. And so we're striving to be authentic, to be real, genuine, bona fide, actual, rather than something that has been contrived or made up that is not the original. Because people will respect you for your transparency a thousand times more than they will respect you for playing a part or wearing a mask or being something that you absolutely are not. Apostle Paul, who we all love and respect, he said it like this in 2 Corinthians 4 and 2 from the message paraphrase, we refuse to wear masks. That's right. We refuse to wear masks and play games. We don't maneuver and manipulate behind the scenes and we don't twist God's word to suit ourselves. But rather, we keep everything we do and say out in the open, the whole truth on display so that those who want to can see and judge for themselves in the presence of God. What Apostle Paul was trying to say is, what you see is what you get. I love Apostle Paul, and I think the reason that we identify so much with Apostle Paul is because he was transparent. He was a real person. He admitted his faults and weaknesses. Oh my goodness. He admitted, I am the chiefest of sinners. He confessed, what I would do, I don't do. And what I shouldn't do, I find myself doing. He said, there's this law, this law of sin in my members at work. Paul exposed himself, his true self to us. He told us that he had a thorn in the flesh, that he had prayed about three times and didn't get the answer that he desired. Paul was human. He was not perfect. He refused to wear a mask. He refused to be deceptive and dishonest. But rather, he put everything in the open, the truth on display, so he could, as he said, people can see and they can judge for themselves. And can I tell you, Paul won many, many people to Christ. Many people were impacted by Paul's witness and his testimony and his life. And he was able to disciple them and to bring them into the kingdom of God because there was no contradiction between his talk and his walk. What did Jesus say in Matthew 5, 16? Let your light so shine before men, they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. But you know, Jesus can't shine through your mask. Jesus can't radiate through your costume. His glory will not make it through those things. We know that God and the world hates lip service. Matthew 15 and 8. He said, this people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth. They honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. What was he saying? They're simply wearing a mask. The great Nathaniel Hawthorne once said, no man for any considerable period can wear one face, or we would say mask, 
to himself and another to the multitude without finally getting bewildered as to which may be true. Some of us have confused ourselves about who we really are. Shakespeare wrote it in Hamlet, to thine own self be true. And that's what I'm calling us to do today, to our own self to be true. A book that is always on our recommended reading list for next gen is Ordering Your Private World. Gordon MacDonald writes and talks about the importance of taking care of our private world. That's the real you and the real me so that our public world would be legit because ultimately our private world will rule our public world. And if we wear a mask in public, eventually that mask will come down and people will see who we really are. The invisible part of our life will impact the visible. The invisible part will always impact the visible part of our life. And so our challenge today is starting today, conquer your pride, humble yourselves. We all got to do this. We've got to take off the mask. Jesus loves us as we are, but he loves us so much he won't leave us where we are, but he will do a work. He will cleanse our temple. He will heal our hurts. He will set us free from our shame and our guilt. When we go back to the beginning, we see the first man, Adam, in Genesis. He eats of the forbidden fruit. His eyes are opened. He recognizes that they are naked before God, and they put on a mask, if you will, a covering, a costume, something to cover up the truth of their nakedness that they were now aware of. They sewed fig leaves together to cover their blemish. God calls. Adam hides from the presence of God among the trees. God says, where are you? Adam confesses his fear. And God, by his action, tells Adam, take off the mask. What you've created to try to cover yourself is inadequate to cover. Let me cover you with my righteousness. And so God slew animals and shed blood to make a righteous covering for Adam and Eve. James says it in James chapter 1 and verse 23. If any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's likened to a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. Now, at the risk of being criticized, I want to share the lyrics with you of a popular song that relates to our topic today. The title of the song is Man in the Mirror, and it was performed and made popular by the king of pop, Michael Jackson. And the chorus goes like this. I'm starting with the man in the mirror. I'm asking him to change his ways. And no message could have been any clearer. If you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and then make a change. The message of those lyrics is so powerful. Because what he's really saying is, take off the mask. 
fix what's wrong. Be who you really are. It's time we stop covering sin and take off the mask and be transparent at the foot of the cross because Jesus Christ can fix what's broken. He can heal what's hurt. He can mend what's torn. And he can forgive every sin. And so what we've got to do is meet at the foot of the cross and leave our mask at the foot of the cross. Because our lost world is looking to us, the church, the next generation. They are reading us. Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 2 and 3, Ye are our epistle, written in our hearts, known and read of all men. He was talking about the people. For as much as ye are manifestly declared to be the epistle of Christ, ministered by us, written not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God, not in tables of stone, but in fleshly tables of the heart. And so what are you saying today? Just be who you are, warts and all. Let the world see Jesus Christ shining through you. Come on, next-gen leaders, lead the way. So the world will desire the reality of being apostolic Pentecostal, imperfect, but forgiven. In closing, I want to ask a very painful question. How many people in your life can you be totally transparent with? As you think about that question and the implications of your answer, I think you'll quickly realize that there's a lot of people in our circle that are wearing masks. And there's not too many safe people in our circle. Matter of fact, if you can count more than five, I would be surprised. People that won't judge you, won't condemn you, won't think less of you when you reveal who you really are. But the problem is too many of us are wearing masks. And because we're wearing masks that make us look better than we are, it intimidates others into also wearing masks so they can keep up with us. But what would really happen if all of us took off our mask, if we got out of our costumes, and we could truly see the real you and the real me? This is what I think would happen. I think we'd realize we're way more alike than we are different. I think we'd realize Jesus still has lots and lots of work to do in the very best of us. But I think we'd be more trusting. I think we'd be more accepting of one another. I think the world would be more drawn to Jesus Christ because he would be allowed to shine through, allowed to shine through us as the light of the world minus the mask. Let me just finish with this little poem it's called The Guy in the Glass by Del Wimbro. When you get what you want in your struggle for self and the world makes you king for a day, then go to the mirror and look at yourself and see what that guy has to say. For it isn't your father or mother or wife 
who judgment upon you must pass. The fellow whose verdict counts most in your life is the guy staring back from the glass. He's the fellow to please, never mind all the rest, for he's with you clear up to the end, and you passed your most dangerous, difficult test if the guy in the glass is your friend. You can fool the whole world down the pathway of years and get pats on the back as you pass, but your final reward will be heartaches and tears if you cheated the guy in the glass. And so in answer to the question that is our title today, to mask or not to mask, please, please, please take off the mask. God bless you all. And until next time, many blessings. joining us today. Make sure to subscribe to the Oklahoma Next Gen Leaders podcast and social media so you stay up to date on our newest content. Until next time, we pray this episode ignites something within you.